Hi, this is Adam Baldwin, and I play John Casey on Chuck. And you're listening to Chuck versus the Podcast. Hi, my name is Graham Jones, but you can call me Gray. This is my show. It's about Chuck. It's filled with interviews, the latest news, crazy co-hosts, and spoilers that'll make your day. Oh, wait, wait, I need to go back. I host these TV nights. They used to be pretty boring, but everything changed when I found NBC's new show, Chuck. Pretty soon, my TV night got pretty crowded. Guys I didn't even know were showing up the door. Big important guys. Really scary, nasty, get killed for hosting them guys. Next thing I know, these super episodes are downloaded into my brain. Which means every moment of my life, I'm thinking about Chuck. ChuckTV.net sent their top people to protect me. That's Mel and Liz. They're pretty zany. They co-host with me now as a cover. So now I must welcome you to Chuck vs. the Podcast. The number one TV podcast for NBC's Chuck. This is Gray. This is Mel. And we want to welcome you to Chuck vs. the Podcast, episode 29, for Friday, September 25th, 2009. We're very excited today to feature Lou's interview with executive producer-director Robert Duncan McNeil. Mel, tell us all about it. Well, um, you know, we had a chance almost to interview uh, Robbie McNeil at Comic-Con. He was not on the official list of interviewees or even attendees at Comic-Con, but we snagged him in the interview room while we were waiting for the handlers to bring someone over. And he was, I just about talked him into sitting down. He was just pulling out the chair to sit down and talk with us when they brought over someone who was officially on the list. And he scurried away before we could actually um, get any intel from his brain. When Lou uh, emailed me and said, hey, guess what? Um, Robbie McNeil is going to be at Toronto Sci-Fi Expo, and I'm going to be there too. We decided that this would be a great opportunity to try to set up a one-on-one interview. And bless Lou's heart, he was up for it. And so we arranged that with uh, Robbie McNeil. That was kind of a surreal evening when I got a call from him and on my cell phone saying, hey, what do you, what do you want to set up? When can we do this? And so we had a little chat and got it set up, and Lou then had the opportunity to talk to one of the masterminds behind Chuck one-on-one. So that's what you're going to be seeing today because this is a video podcast. Yep, and what I want you to look for as you watch the interview is how much Lou looks like Robbie. It's crazy, isn't it? It is. <laughs> it is. It's, it's quite funny, actually. I, I, you don't realize until they're sitting together, it's almost like a mirror is between them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was a little bit surreal, but anyway, nice job, Lou, on this interview. We think you guys are really going to enjoy it. Yeah, so enjoy. Hi there, I'm Lou Setsma from iCrave DVD and ChuckTV.net, and I'm here with Robert Duncan McNeil, director and um, supervising producer for Chuck. Yeah. How are you doing? I'm good. I actually got a, um, I got a upgrade in my title this year. Ah. So now I am a co-executive producer on the show. Which wow. Is, yeah, pretty. I guess that means I'm really important <laughs> to some well, you people. Certainly are to, I don't know who, but... Well, to the Chuck fans at the <laughs> least, yes. So what does, that, uh, what does that add to your portfolio of duties then for the show? Um, it really doesn't add anything different than what I've done for now three years on the show, honestly, but um, but it's a nice reward for sticking around for three years. And right. uh, Basically, what I do on the show is a little bit of everything. Um, okay. I, I work with the writers early on in the process to 
to kind of hear what they're thinking, what they'd like to do, and 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 let them know what we can do. Right. You know, some things. Uh, so did you chuck s- flying a spaceship <laughs> off to Mars or something might be a little tricky for us to do. And right. anyway, so I just kind of help balance, uh, you know, the, the production uh, realities with what they're imagining, and right. so that we can we can you know come up with the best locations and the best stories right. and things. So are you involved, like, right from the beginning? You don't sit in the, when the writers are breaking the season and, and things like that? Or I do sit in there a little bit. I mean, right. the truth is most of my responsibilities are with production, the production, right. physical production side. So I spend a lot more time with um, the prop department or our locations department okay. or, uh, or the camera department or, right. or the actors. Um, but I do try so I can, so I can do my best job on set. I try to get in the room and kind of hear what what they're talking about, and right. um, uh, yeah, it's fun. It's it's yeah. really fun. It's a great job because I get to do a little of everything. Very I get cool. to sit in on you know editing episodes, uh, right. all the episodes, and and look at ways to to make the cut just a little bit better. Right. So uh, so yeah, it's, it's a great job, a dream job. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, well, a lot of us would like to be in your shoes. Yeah. So that's for sure. Yeah. Um, I'm also wondering. Um, because last week there was a, a big casting news announcement um, yep. with Brandon Routh. Were you involved in that decision at all? Yeah, I was a part of, uh, you know, we, we, we've we been very lucky to, to have some high-profile actors on yes. our show. And I think because of the the style of the show, it's kind of a, a comedy, you know, a mix of The Office and James Bond. Right, it's very um, cross-genre. It's show. very cross-genre, so people... It's very attractive to people mm-hmm. uh, like Chevy Chase or Scott Bakula or some, yeah. some of those, that level of actor, to be able to to have fun, play the comedy, and also go blow things up and <laughs> chase down the bad guys is a really yeah. great yes. combination. So, uh, yeah. That's very cool. Um, now, I've heard uh, comments from Zach and Josh Schwartz that there's kind of a relationship trapezoid, and I know that you can't give us away too much here, but can I assume that with Brendan's casting that he's part of that trapezoid? Yeah, it's it's probably more of a three-dimensional chess game than a trapezoid even. <laughs> it's uh there's it's going to get very complicated. I mean, one thing we learned and the writers learned um early on in the first season was that playing out just um playing out just episodes um kind of anthology style, just, you know, mission of the week. Right was not really as satisfying for, for the audience or for the writer. So mm-hmm. creating mythologies that have layers where we lay something in and then six episodes later that th- little thing is revealed to be very important right. um, has been great. You know, bringing in Fulcrum the first season mm-hmm. um, as, a, as a, uh, you know, an organized bad guy right. group for us to fight, um, bringing all that mythology into it was really important. So, yeah, so this third season it's going to get... Very complicated in terms of relationships, in terms of what we learn about the ring okay. and who they are, and uh, uh, I think it's going to be very satisfying. Okay. Yeah. Now, because I'm thinking, like with this, whatever the shape this relationship's taking, um, there seems to be a missing female counterpart to it from Brandon signing. Is are we going to hear maybe something down the road about a big yeah? Female we're guest we're star? working on a female guest star right now, a character okay. that will be. In the mix of this three-dimensional chess game, and uh, cool, and uh, and kind of come from a different direction. Uh, you know, not mm-hmm. everybody comes from Fulcrum or the Ring or the Spy World. <laughs> Some people come just from right. the world. So, yeah. Um, and also with with Captain Awesome learning about Chuck's secret last yes. year, that's going to put at risk his his identity, his secret identity. Right. And so, 
Chuck's that, identity? Uh, Chuck's, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. His spy identity. So um, so that's going to start to leak out a little bit more, and, okay. and his real life is going to get mixed up even more with his spy life. So uh, Okay, very yeah. cool. Um, you've directed uh, nine episodes now, and mm. I think you just finished the, f the first third season episode as well, right? Yeah, we did. We just finished. Uh, I, I directed the season premiere mm -hmm. for the third season, and... Um, and Chris Fedak and Matt Miller wrote that episode, wrote right. the script, and I finished editing uh, my director's cut just a couple days ago. So, oh, very cool. Yeah, because yeah. uh, one of the things that's really been cool this year is uh, the rise of Twitter. So we're getting like these little notes from like Matt Al Barber, Ali Adler. Adler. Yes, so we're all we're almost like <laughs> over your shoulder watching. I know. So that's very cool. Yeah, I think that's really cool. Yeah, Ali was on set quite a bit with uh, the second episode that she right. wrote with uh, Scott Rosenbaum, mm -hmm. and. Uh, yeah, I noticed that Allie was Twittering <laughs> constantly. Yeah, it's really You have to awesome. be careful around Allie Adler, yeah. what you say. Yeah, because every time they put a picture up, if there's like a, a whiteboard or something with writing on it, everybody's trying to blow it up and see what the... Oh, that's what, funny. <laughs> yeah, that's so, funny. Because we're, we're quite intense about the show. Um, yeah. You, the, the episode that you've directed, um, the, a lot of them are like my favorites. Uh, the, the Truth from the first season you mm -hmm. did, The Breakup, mm -hmm. and The Dream Job, which I mentioned earlier with Scott Bakula, which is, yeah. w was an awesome episode for me because I was a Quantum Leap fan. To see him on as Chuck's dad yeah. was really great. And I know you've worked with him yeah. uh, in Quantum Leap, and you've directed him in Enterprise as yeah. well. So that must no, have been Scott's amazing. The thing that is really interest was interesting for me is I had worked with Scott as an actor on Quantum Leap. Right. And I remember when I was on that show, I was so impressed by Scott's professionalism, and that's an easy word to use, but it, mm -hmm. it was, he was a real leader on Quantum Leap. Right. Um, he was incredibly generous to the crew of that show, the film crew, the camera mm -hmm. crew, all those guys, and, and women. Um, he was just, he was a real leader, and I remember after doing that episode, I, I would always think about Scott, honestly, as being a real example of someone to, as, 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 to emulate, yeah, right. as, as I... Um, you know, pursued my career. Anyway, and then coming back to Enterprise and getting mm -hmm. to work with him again, again, he just um, was an incredible leader. I mean, right. very well loved by the crew, um, a great a great professional actor and a good person, a good human being. Yeah. You know, that's really mm -hmm. what it comes down to is, is I really enjoy working with good human beings. Right. Anyway, my point to the story is <laughs> Zach Levi is a similar type person. Yeah, I mean, in many ways, I think Quantum Leap is like a spiritual ancestor to Chuck. Same, yeah. Same kind of vibe, same kind of... Yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, that's why I really like Chuck, because I was a big Quantum Leap fan. So it's uh, kind of like, hey, this is, you know, Chuck for this, or Quantum Leap for this generation. Yeah, yeah, it is. I never really thought of it... Yeah, I never thought of it quite that specifically, but you're right, it, it really is, in terms of the identities every week and the mm -hmm. kind of mixture of comedy and action. Um, yeah. yeah, it's a very similar show. And Zach Levi and Scott Bakula are very similar human beings, right. good people. Um, Zach is incredibly generous to the crew mm -hmm. and, uh, and, a, and a really uh, great leader of, of the set and the actors there. And, right. um, and he gives, you know, 200%. He, he works very yeah, hard. Yeah, he seems so. to have no off switch from what I've seen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, he has no off. Yeah. It's good to be young. Yes, I, it is. Uh, is uh, just to follow up with um, Scott Packlett, is there any chance he's going to be in the third season at all? I know he has his own series going right now. Yeah, he's got a series, so that complicated our, our access to him. But, right. uh, of course, we'd love to bring him back. Right. So we'll see how things develop. And, you know, it would be wonderful if there was a back nine or... Additional episodes. Right now, right. we've got thirteen. Yes. 
and the writers and uh, uh, the producers have a great plan for those 13 episodes right. and, and the shape of that. Um, but, you know, things are always evolving. It's funny, even though we have a shape and, and a sense of where it's going, you know, as you see some of this this season progress, you know, we'll adjust things, I'm sure, to how mm -hmm. certain storylines are playing or how certain chemistry between actors is going. So, right. um, um, so. I, I wanted to ask you about that, the 13 episode um, arc. Like right now, Chuck's scheduled to come back in March. Uh, there's a lot of discussion on forums and that that they fans wanted to come back, obviously back earlier. Yeah. Like, um, as a um, to, as a early or a pickup for another series, perhaps. Um, mm -hmm. What are your feelings on that? Do you do you think that the starting in March with the opportunity to be promoted by the Olympics is, mm -hmm. is a much better? Uh, launching pad for the show for the third season? Or? Well, it's a great. It could be potentially a great launching pad. Um, my only fear is that, I, or I think our our frustration mm -hmm. for the last two years, You've first been two seasons. Yeah, we keep getting interrupted, and we're having <laughs> these long breaks. There was a writer strike, and yeah. uh, you know, some some shows came back and filmed some episodes. It didn't make sense for us really mm -hmm. uh, after the writer strike to do that. Um, but if we had, that might have helped our cause a little right. bit. Um, and then the second season, we had, a, you know, some big breaks in there and uh, preemptions and, mm -hmm. um, yeah. So it's it's Mr. Obama got in the way. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. and and a Super Bowl kind of planning around a Super Bowl yeah. and all sorts of things. So, um, so that's been our problem. So mm -hmm. I, I guess I would say I'd love to come back on the sooner the better. Right. I think would be good for the show. I think the fans would like it, and I think it'd give us the best chance for additional episodes and right. and growing the audience a little yeah. bit. I, I'm of the opinion that an uninterrupted run is probably the best thing for the show. Like if yeah. you get a 13 episode arc, that's nice and you know yeah. tight, and because you're going to be a really tight pace. Yeah, you're going to go right through, and that'll just uh, hopefully would you know just keep building mm -hmm. the audience each week. And I've also heard rumblings that. Chuck might be used as a sister show to launch another show in the summer, so there might be a chance that you would get a back nine that way as well. Yeah, have there might. Yeah, I have heard that you know okay. there could be additional episodes in the spring slash summer. Right. Um, so because there's other yeah. series like Burn Notice are showing that people do watch TV. Yeah. In the what's considered off season, so I, yeah. I really think Chuck would actually really prosper under that kind of. A yeah, I think like you said, the the most important thing, no matter when we launch, mm -hmm. is to have a run of un uninterrupted yeah. episodes because our pattern has been, you know, two or three episodes and then a break and then three or four episodes yeah. and then a break and um so yeah, let's let's hope for a long yeah, a long run. Absolutely. Um I'm I'm curious um during the when you're doing the episodes, a lot of the episodes like in, in the breakup you had two great songs that you had um during the, the the train station sequence when Sarah couldn't shoot Chuck, and yeah. at the end of course was Skinny Love. Yeah. Do you know that, about those music choices ahead of time or do you because it seems like some of the shots are, you're telling me it's not all done afterwards, right? <laughs> it's not, no, it's not all done. No, okay. it's funny you mentioned the music choices because uh, this week one of the biggest issues on our premiere for me has been a music choice for oh, a okay. scene. And um, at this point it's just been the editor and I kind of wrestling over that right. choice. But um, Josh Schwartz has, has um, the Josh Schwartz brand has always had music as a big part of his show, yeah, of his shows, yeah. and he often has um, a very specific song in mind, even before we start filming an episode really? for a particular scene. If there's a real important emotional moment uh, or sequence, um, mm -hmm. he'll let the editors or the director know, 
I'm thinking of this song. Cut, you know, start cutting the, the scene to this song. Um, and, and often he doesn't. Often we, ha we go in, like on this premiere, we go in, uh, the editor and myself, and we try to, knowing his brand and knowing his style, uh, we try to find some music that works for us and All fits right. that, and hopefully, um, hopefully we'll hit the target on that. But you never know with Josh. You never know because oh, okay. he's he's got he's, a final say on he, that. Oh yeah, he's yeah. he's definitely uh, he's the one with yeah with his finger on the pulse of the music there. Okay. And he he uh, yeah, it'll be. I'm I'm actually really curious about this song that oh, okay. that I push for this week to see how that goes, because that's, it's, that's always an interesting... I'm really uh, interested to see the scene now. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, the premiere's got, we'll have a, a number of, of kind of iconic oh. musical moments, oh. and, okay. um, Very cool. and there's, yeah, there's an opportunity for a lot, and then, of course, we got to balance things with the budget, because you can't just have all the music you want, it can be sure. very expensive, so, so, you know, usually we have one or two kind of... Uh, um, you know, big songs, big licensed right. songs. Actually, I forgot about one song in this premiere. We absolutely wrote a whole sequence around a specific song, okay. kind of a classic. You know, we okay. often bring in those 80s classics right. into our show. Right. So there was one scene that was uh, designed around a song. Cool. So, uh, yeah. Cool. yeah. Um, with your background as an actor, um, do, you, do you think of yourself as an actor's director, or do you kind of balance... Um, like, is your first concern with the actors? Or <clears throat> well, I think it's. Um, I think any kind of filmmaking or television is a is a collaborative right. medium. I mean, no one person can accomplish what we do in, uh, on a television schedule mm -hmm. alone. Um, even creatively, it can't be. It's very hard to to make it just one vision. Everybody brings a little bit. So, so in terms of an actor's director or camera, you know, um, camera person. I think it all is very important. Mm -hmm. uh, you can have a great performance, but if it's not photographed in a way that, that maximizes that performance, then um, right. it can go to waste. So, so I think both, both things are really, really important. Okay. I do feel like I, because of my acting background, I, um, I really enjoy working with actors on, mm -hmm. on you know, pushing things as far as we can go. And sure. I was talking with our actors the other day about um, time you know in television there's not much time and I'd done a an episode of Dawson's Creek one time and there was a scene that was just not um not quite working for the actors or for me as the director and so I said you know what let's just forget the scene for a second let's do an improv and we mm -hmm. did a whole improv not about the characters of the scene we were shooting but just to try to create a feeling and a and, and, a, and an energy right and uh, at first the actors you know on a television show you're not used to doing those sorts of right things out of left field but um but they really kind of got into it and we and we oh. found kind of this rhythm that we were all looking for and then mm -hmm. we said all right now let's go do the scene and it was great it got it, it was the only way to get us there but okay. i don't think um i doubt a, a director who had come from a camera background or an editing background or something right. may have even thought of that technique sure. you know so Very so cool. yeah um if, you'll have to indulge me on this next question because for me the Right, still up to date. The most um, iconic scene is the talk that Sarah and Chuck have at the end of the breakup. Right, and uh, it's kind of a, a trademark of the series that Chuck does all the talking and Sarah does all the reacting. So I'm wondering, right. through that scene, 
how much um, guidance did you give each of the actors, um, particularly like with for Yvonne, with because she does so many great facial reactions during that whole sequence? Like, yeah. did you just let her do that organically, or did you say, you know, at this moment you should be feeling this, and that moment you should be doing that? I, I don't really break down um, the moments. Certainly, I don't. I don't ahead of time tell the actors what I expect or think should be each moment by moment. Be okay. I mean, that's really that's really for an actor to make their own and to personalize, and I would never want to micromanage. Okay. Um, if after we start shooting a scene and it seems like there's a moment that for our story is really important that we're not quite maximizing or, mm -hmm. or hitting, I'll definitely talk about that moment and, you know, what my thoughts are and, and, um, and what some possibilities might be in terms right. of a, a feeling or a reaction. But, um, but I think it's really important for actors to make every moment their own and make okay. it personal because otherwise you know it's a puppet show and right. it's manufactured and it's false right. and, and and we feel it oh, yeah. you know um i'd rather see an honest moment a real emotion right. um, that's personal that's a real excitement or a real mm -hmm. disappointment you know rather than just say and on this moment smile really big you know <laughs> right. we all know what a fake smile looks yeah. like you know i want to see somebody really excited sure. or so um well, that's really awesome because that's my favorite scene of the series so far. Still. Wow! And the two, the two of them in that scene are just so excellent together. Yeah. That, uh, it's just like wow. Yeah. I really like that. Uh, I guess we're going to wrap it up. I just have two quick questions for you. Yes, sir. Um, is Julia Ling Anna going to be back this season? Because we haven't really seen her at the Comic Con. I know Josh said that all the, the whole cast was going to be back, but we haven't heard anything. Yeah. Um, I. You know, we've had a lot of budget cuts this year, mm -hmm. so there's going to be some changes just because we of the realities sure. of our economy and things like that sure. so there's going to be some changes just in terms of how often we see people mm -hmm. um you know um things that we could afford to have the whole cavalcade of stars on every episode right maybe in the past we're gonna we're gonna change that up a little um and see people maybe a little less but the sure. good the good side of that and i've seen this already in our filming is the scripts will end up focusing a little more character so you won't just see Ellie and Awesome in one or two little scenes right. you know doing nothing right. you know if Ellie and Awesome are going to be in the show they're going to have a story and they're going to have something important to do so so yeah we hope to bring everybody back we hope cool. everybody has a chance to come back and and do some episodes but they may not be in as many episodes and in okay. the same way that, that we have in the past. Yeah, we kinda, we've kind of heard that already down um, from before. I just hadn't seen her mentioned much lately, so yeah. I was just wondering if she was in at all. I yeah, thought. at this point, she hasn't been in. Right. So it's, uh, at this point, she's not, um, she's not in these early episodes. Okay. But, uh, but in terms of our stories, like I said, it, it, sometimes, uh, you know, a practical problem like money <laughs> has led us to a good creative solution, sure. which has been really focusing. You know, Morgan's not just going to be at the store every episode with a couple mm -hmm. little scenes. He's going to have some stories. Great. So, um, so yeah, I think in, in, a, in an interesting way, it's led us to digging a little deeper with some characters. And, okay. So. And because you have budget cuts, is there any chance you might be doing double, double duty this season and appearing in front of the camera? <laughs> <laughs> there was some character at one point. We were having trouble casting, and they were pushing me. Whoever was had written the show that needs up a bad a, reoccurring villain. Yes, yeah, so I could do that. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I could do that. Maybe we'll see. Okay. That'd be fun. Okay, very cool. Well, Great. thank you very much for your time, Rob. Yeah, it's, it's really been a pleasure. Thank you. Okay, All cool. Right.